I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, reindeer had a very shiny nose, shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, it you would even say it glowed like a light bulb. All of the other reindeer, reindeer, used to laugh and call him names like Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to revisit our team development motto of the year, Ride the Dragon. Have we been riding? How's it going? Where are we in the process? We will reveal all. Then in from the outer office, we'll check in with our former assistant, Mary Merkins, to hear about life post-happier in Hollywood. And this week's Hollywood hack is something we feel passionate about, exclamation point. But first, an update. Sarah, we got a lovely email from Annabelle in London. I'll read it and then we can discuss. Okay. She says... I first wrote last year to ask whether Sarah had any tips for an aspiring solo mother. I'm delighted to be able to let you know that I'm now expecting a baby due in the spring. Nobody I know personally here in the UK has ever taken this path before, so many thanks to Sarah for being such a great role model and inspiration. Wishing you both a very happy holidays. Well, that is just so wonderful. Congratulations, Annabelle. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. When we started this podcast, you didn't know that you would be, like, speaking to future solo <laughs> parents. Yay! Now, my question for you, Sarah, is mm-hmm. Is there one piece of advice you want to give Annabelle as she embarks on this journey? Well, the only—it's interesting because my advice would change from year to year. Mm. So I'm going to kind of give year one advice. Okay, that makes sense. Which is to go with the flow. Mm. I think the only regrets that I have from when Violet was really little— 
are the times when I felt like things had to be a certain way. Like, I read it in a book, so it had to be that. Right. And I wish that I could have just kind of chilled out a little bit more because every kid is different, and things that work for your kid might not work for another kid. And I I think I put a lot of pressure on myself, maybe because I'm a solo mom, that I had to do it a certain way. Because you didn't have someone sort of to consult with on that level. It just all comes down to your decisions. Right. So, like, you and your baby are your own thing. Mm -hmm. So do what works for you. Yes, that is great advice. And that's probably true for every parent. Yes. Everywhere. Exactly. (laughs) Solo or not. (laughs) Yep. So congratulations, Annabelle. Keep us posted. We're invested. We are. Want to know the name. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desks Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's revisiting our team motto for this development season, which is ride the dragon. How are we doing? (laughs) It's funny because when we first started talking about this, you were like, are we riding a dragon? It feels like we're riding a camel. I know, it's us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a it was less exciting it's than a, a plotting dragon, dragon. <laughs> well the funny thing is we chose this theme because for the first time in a long time it felt like anything could happen which is mm. sort of how you feel when you're riding a dragon yes like anything could happen it could dive it could soar it Fire could ha- come Let's out. think of this as opposed to plotting camel as the soaring part of riding the oh, dragon. Okay. As we're, we're soaring cruising. and we don't exactly know where we're landing. It's soaring. Yes. And, you know, Sarah, speaking of development season, it's like we always tell everyone, we'll keep you apprised of every detail as we sell <laughs> and we do these things. And we've kind of been going through the whole process of developing, of riding the dragon. Yes. And we haven't given everyone moment-to-moment updates. So we thought we would fill everyone in on where we are on this process. Yes. So we have been incredibly productive. I will give us that pat on the back. So it's a mother dragon, because I feel like mother dragons are very productive. (laughs) Yes. We sold two pilots, as we've discussed, one to ABC, about three female plastic surgeons in New York. That's called Plastics. And then another to CBS. It is currently untitled, about four women who come together to use their various forms of invisibility to solve crimes in Miami. Yes. And we are mid-ride, so we don't know where we'll exactly be landing landing on either of these projects, but we've had both of our outlines approved. Um, That is a very arduous process. Yes. So that's huge. Yes, and the scripts are written in various forms and going into studios and networks as we speak. Yes, so we have drafts done. We've been getting notes. We're going through that process. You know, as we have discussed previously on the podcast, although normally we don't like to work nights and we don't like to work weekends— Sometimes you have to. And we have been working nights and we have been working weekends. I literally do not remember the last time I had a total day off. No, me neither. We did not take Thanksgiving Day off. We Mm -hmm. didn't take any of those days off. Hopefully we'll be taking days off around Christmas. Yes. No, I was at Legoland over Thanksgiving with, like, my computer in the princess-themed room. Uh, Yes. (laughs) You were in Phoenix just working away. Well, I mean, it's just like the holidays are right around the corner, and there is a huge rush to get things in before the holidays. Yeah. So hopefully writers and executives 
we'll all get a little bit of a breath. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Yes. And we are in the phase, we saw this phrase on a Facebook group we're in and we're stealing it. We are in the phase of delusional optimism. Yes. We don't know what's going to happen with either pilot, but we have to act and believe that both will get made, both will be picked up to series, both will be enormous hits. (laughs) All of which is insanely unlikely, but we do have to believe it. Yeah, well, you have to because when you're riding the dragon, it's like that's how you maintain your grip. Your loft. You know, is to believe <laughs> so you stay aloft. that yeah. that it's going to go your way. Yeah. And you're not going to crash and burn, even though you might. <laughs> oh, we're assuming God. with delusional optimism that we're just going to continue that soaring, Sarah. And burn it all down in a good way. Um, and, you know, all of this will come to fruition in probably January sometime, quite possibly February, because they always say January, but then it ends up being February. Yes. just And for anyone who doesn't know, we've been getting a lot of questions about the mechanics of the process. We'll find out end of January-ish if um, either of these gets made or both into a pilot. And then if we do do pilots... We'll find out at the end of May if they go to series. So as usual, we will be reporting on all of these things, um, but we wanted to let everyone know where we're at now with our dragon ride. (laughs) Yes, and so far it's been a fairly smooth ride, but as we know, it can get bumpy at any time. It certainly can, usually when you least expect it, (laughs) when you've taken the seatbelt off. Do you have a motto this year? How is it panning out? We want to know. Are you riding the dragon or are you riding a camel? What are you doing? Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we check in with our former assistant, Mary Merkins. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's time for From the Outer Office, in which we check in with our assistant. We haven't had this segment recently because we don't have an assistant right now, but we decided we should check in with Mary. Yes, lots of you have written asking about what Mary, our former assistant, has been up to. And she's had a huge year, both personally and professionally. So we thought, let's check in with Mary Merkins and see what's up. Chuck, can we call Mary? Okay. Hello. Hi, Mary. Hey. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. Welcome to Happier in Hollywood. (laughs) 
Thank you for having me. (laughs) We are so excited to check in with you. We have to tell you, we've had so many people asking what you're up to. And we thought, well, you know what? The world needs to know what is happening with Mary. Yeah. (laughs) Well, first of all, you have huge personal news. I do. Yes, I am engaged. Yay. (laughs) Yay, congratulations. Boyfriend Sam, who is the sweetest guy. Yeah. We so we went to Mexico and I was unemployed at the time. So I was like, oh, Sam is not going to propose. I, I did not expect that. I was like, I'm unemployed. No, I'm going to propose to an unemployed person. And then uh, we were walking in the jungle and uh, there are all these signs in Spanish, um, like song lyrics from Celine Dion and all that in Spanish. And I turn around and uh, he's on one knee in the jungle. (laughs) Oh, that is so sweet. Wait, uh, did he put the signs there? Uh, No, no, but he did plan the walk. (laughs) Oh, that is so sweet. Oh, yeah, and the one, the sign, uh, my Spanish is awful, but it's like... uh, uh, you're the only, your eyes are the only one for me. Oh, yeah. that is so sweet. What a beautiful story well, that you'll be telling for the rest of your life. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've already <laughs> told it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mary, you have a great new job. Tell us what it is. Yeah, so I'm working for a really awesome writer, producer, Dana Lynn North. And yeah, she's worked on Veronica Mars, on Insecure, Switched at Birth. And so it's cool because, yeah, she's done comedy or she's done half hour and drama. So it's it was like, oh, this is this is perfect. So, yeah, she's great. It's like the perfect evolution for you. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been there how long. It's been about a month, but yeah, it's been so great. And what's the difference between like an atmosphere working on a drama and a comedy? Does it feel different? Yeah, yes and no. Um, Yeah, yes and no. Because obviously when you're not working on a drama, there's still a lot of joking going on, like with personal talk and Mm -hmm. everything that's evolves into some sort of story but then in comedy you know then then it has to apply (laughs) (laughs) to the story (laughs) so yeah and you are out of work for a while um what like do you have advice for people who have maybe their assistant job has ended recently and they're out there looking What's your advice? Yeah, and I know so many assistants who, when they're in between jobs, it can be really tough. I would say that's your chance to get a lot of writing done. You Mm. know, I was able to finish two pilots and Mm. take a personal essay class. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah, and I would also, yeah, watch a lot of TV and um, temp jobs. uh, I did the temping thing. It can be hard because you don't know, you know, what your assignment's going to be sometimes until... 9 a.m. the morning of, but it's an interesting experience, I should say, <laughs> and it's extra money. <laughs> so that's always available. And um, yeah, just always save your money when you're working now. It's, you know, especially with the pay up Hollywood stuff, it's like yeah. just save up your money while you're working because you never know. <laughs> Good advice for everyone in Hollywood, not just assistants, by Absolutely. the way. Yeah. Um, and you also have used this time to work on a book that you're writing. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I'm writing my book, um, Manifested Bitch, <laughs> and I'm planning on releasing it May 2020. It'll be available on Amazon, and I'll send you a link when it's out. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun book about manifesting, but it's not religious 
or spiritual in the kind of like woo-woo-y way. It's supposed to be applicable to everyone. And um, it's also a workbook too. So, you know, if you have any goals or anything you want to accomplish, I think it's a fun read and um, yeah, to solidify some things you want. That is so great. You know, I'm all about manifesting. I I feel that I have the power of manifestation. Yes, you should consult with Liz on this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, Mary, you said your boss, Dana, has a Hollywood hack for us. What is it? He does, um, and I've never, and I didn't know about it until I started working for her, but it's called Fantastical. And what is it? And it's like a calendar app, but you know, like with regular iCloud calendar, Google calendar, whatever, you can only do one alert. So you can be like, oh, I want an alert an hour before. But on Fantastical, especially, for people who need a lot of reminders about an important meeting that's coming up, you can set as many alerts, I think up to four or five. So you could do like a week before to alert you and a day before to alert you, especially if you need to prepare things for a meeting or Mm. whatnot. I so need that. That is the most amazing thing. So it's called Fantastical. Yeah, Fantastical. Okay. Okay, I'll be getting that. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Mary, what else do our listeners need to know? What else is going on with you? Are you doing stand-up anywhere? Yeah, I'm doing stand-up. I'll keep people posted. Um, I recently, you know, just all around, sometimes open mics, sometimes shows. Uh, yeah, I got an air fryer, and it's amazing. That's, too, that's a good hack, too. <laughs> oh, I might get one of those for Christmas. Air fryer. Yeah, it's, so, it's really amazing. <laughs> so people can follow you um, on Instagram at MerkDog, which is spelled at M-E-H-R-K dog for news about your stand-up. And we should also mention Mary teaches Pilates. So a renaissance <laughs> yeah. woman, indeed. A true yeah, millennial. So- <laughs> Sunday, Sundays by 12 at Carrie's Pilates Plus. It's on Class Pass. We have that, too. Um. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Mary, we are so glad that you are doing fantastic. And we cannot wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Coming up, we've got a very emphatic Hollywood hack. But first, this break. Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Finally, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. Eliminate exclamation points. So, Sarah, let's talk about this. Uh, Yes, so there is an epidemic of exclamation points. So we are all guilty of it. Yeah, we are major offenders. <laughs> and the place we're really focusing on there being too many exclamation points is in emails. Yes. 
Now, why do we do this? I think, and I assume you agree, that we feel exclamation points convey sort of amiability. Yes. So we're trying to appear friendly, cheerful, enthusiastic in our emails, and therefore we use many exclamation points. And we're talking about work emails here. In your personal life, do whatever you want with your exclamation points. Yeah, and I think there's a there's a bit of a fear element to it as well that without the exclamation points, you're going to seem bitchy, grumpy, um, intransigent. Yes, yes, yes. There's a tone, a fear of the tone that that could come across in the uh, emails. Absolutely. But then, Sarah, you noticed that Nichelle, who we interviewed on the show recently, episode 134, about her new show, Truth Be Told, was not using a lot of exclamation points in her emails, and it struck you. She used none. Zero. And we— What's her problem? this is the fear yep but you know what she seemed like a badass she didn't seem like a bitch she seemed like a badass and she is a badass and i was like oh my god once again something to learn from nichelle yes well and the other thing is like anyone who knows nichelle knows she is incredibly kind calm friendly so you know she's not coming from a place of like grumpiness yes it just made her seem very professional. Yes, and very confident. Maybe it was a confidence level. I think it was a confidence thing. Yeah. So we were struck by that, and then we were looking at our emails and realizing we're using way too many exclamation points. Hey, thanks! And I'm betting, Sarah, that like the vast majority of our listeners, if they look at their emails from the last two days, will see a lot of (laughs) exclamation points that shouldn't necessarily be there. Yes. And this is very much in the same category as over-apology. I think. Yes. And by the way, over-apologizing is something Gretchen and I discussed on Happier back in episode 61, if you want to hear that. And that is the phenomenon of people just apologizing for being alive. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why are we all apologizing? We over-apologize. We also overthink. Yes. Just like, thank you so much. Exclamation point. Yeah. A lot of times it has to be said, this is a female thing. I mean, in general, women tend to apologize more. Women tend to say thank you more. We're guessing women probably use exclamation points more. But not only women. Not only women. I asked Adam about this. I said, just random question. Do you use a lot of exclamation points in your emails? And it was funny because the second I asked him, he goes, yeah, I do. And then there was a beat and he goes, I shouldn't do that. So he immediately, without me giving him the context of this segment, Uh got the sort of disempowering effect of using too many exclamation points. Yes. And we're not here to vilify the exclamation point. A well-placed exclamation point is a wonderful thing. It's really just exclamation point abuse. Yes. (laughs) So we're giving ourselves and we're giving all of you out there permission Not to use exclamation points. If you email us and there's a lack of exclamation points, we will not think that you're being rude or sullen. We just think that you are giving us information. And if we email you and there is a lack of exclamation points, we are not trying to be grumpy or bitchy in any way. We are just being professionals. Yes. But, Sarah, I reserve the right to use exclamation points in our show notes. Okay. Fair enough. I'm good with that. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Exclamation point. 
We love to hear from you! Exclamation point. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to Mary Merkins for joining us today! Exclamation point. Thank you to our executive <laughs> producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing, the podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, which just started its new season. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft, and Sarah is at S. Fane. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fane. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. We really do need to land on a title for this CBS show. Untitled Craft Fane? I, why can't we put that on the air? Uh, it might come to that. <laughs> From the Onward Project.